And now, Kyle and Steven present another episode of the Go F*** Yourself podcast. Um, it's Fix. Really? Well, that's embarrassing. The Go Fix Yourself podcast. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Go Fix Yourself podcast, the podcast where we try to fix our worldview one conversation at a time. Yeah, baby. Yeah, sitting next to me, as always, my right-hand man, oh. Steve Knievel, not even wearing a hat or a beanie I know. Today. I did the hair today. You are wild. I did the hair. You are living in the future because yeah. you're not going to have that for long. Uh, you know, we're both going It's bald. funny that you said Steve Knievel because that was my gamer tag. Back in the old Xbox 360 days, or right. even before that, it was like Xbox, the first one. Xbox. Just, yeah. <laughs> just Xbox just by Xbox. itself. Just how much I game right now. It's just well, the Xbox. Yeah. Well, we have a very special episode today. Sitting across from us, Lonnie Ridgeway. Welcome thank to the you, show. Thank you. We, thank you. Yeah, I know. Is it's, there music in the background for me they, coming in? We will put it in. There will be something. <laughs> the rest just of the really music good. is just our mouths. Nice. So yeah, nice. We'll just, Editing, right? That's what that. Okay, cool. Editing is good. So we, yeah. we have this kind of portion we do almost every episode where Rick and Carol, mm. his parents over in the East Coast, New York, Yep. They believe we have zero friends. Okay. You know, they look at Steven and I and they're like, you guys need to branch out, <laughs> find some people to hang out with. So we started this podcast to show them we're not losers. Absolutely. It's as, the only as reason. one does. I yeah. did get a Facebook comment saying, I don't know any black people and we need them here. <laughs> so would you. Uh, that was yeah. for me? Yeah, that was, that was Kyle. Kyle. That was Kyle. Yeah, that was yeah, from yeah. <laughs> Kyle <laughs> Creeding. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to change my name on a different Smile. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Where's these treating? two yeah. guys that need some street cred. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyways, so what we like to do is we like to have you kind of just give just a brief little about me yeah. to Rick and Carol and let them know who you are, quick. what you're kind of doing right now, and quick. just a quick little thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, let's do this quick. So my name is Lonnie Ridgeway. I live here in Anchorage, Alaska. Uh, I'm a business owner, entrepreneur. Um, I am a community activist. So I go out into schools and I speak to kids and try to uplift them. That's Sweet. kind of my thing. That's what? kind of my passion. Yeah, I'm passionate about okay. that. Uh, I'm a father. I'm a husband. And I have a podcast myself called Dad Stop Podcast. But all those things wrapped in the one is pretty much who I am and what I do in this season of life. I love Nice. That. Is that yeah. good? Yeah, that's, I think that, yeah. that encapsulates really everything. Podcast yeah. over, honestly. No, Carol, you're welcome. athlete without the contract. I like to put that in there. Oh. oh well, we're no. going to have to get into that because, I mean, that's my familiarity with you is yeah. more of our college days. And we have the mutual connection of Chris Bryant. But, like, take us back to kind of, like, you grew up here. Where'd you go to school? Like, and I know basketball is a huge part of your life up yeah. to college days because, I yep. mean, I, unless you were a professional badminton or what was well, it? I just like the professional out. Yeah, I know. That's the always the contract. You like yeah, that? That's yeah. Smart. I yeah. like that. I'm going to use that. I'm going to, can I steal that from you? Not the athlete, but I'll be like, I'm a professional filmmaker I'm without a, a film. <laughs> I'm a professional musician <laughs> yeah. without a record label. Like I'm doing it. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. I'm an actor without the content. Like, oh my goodness. I you just, can go on. Go on. I'm a professional podcaster without a good podcast. 
That is true. <laughs> that is true. We got it going. Yeah. 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 We need to fix this podcast. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, just run us through kind of like growing up a little bit. What's family dynamics like? Where did you, you know, go to school? Where'd you find basketball? Yeah. yeah. Are you from is, Anchorage? I am from Anchorage. Yeah. Actually, so is it your parents from New York? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What part? Uh East Coast, upstate New York. So like three hours north. So my City. family hails from Niagara Falls, Buffalo. Oh, so you're really close. Where uh, they my parents are Corning. Oh, yeah. Yep. No mom, shit. Mom, what's up, baby? What's up, family? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no shit. That's you know, crazy. You know, my mom. My mom. Yeah. So, <laughs> even when, when I say, like, people, Corn. like, when I say, like, oh, upstate New York, some people are like, okay, near Rochester? I'm like, yeah. you know of Rochester? Yeah, you Rochester. What? And then so it's like, usually, and then I'll be like, well, Corning. And they're like, oh, I never heard of that one. Yeah. And I'm like, but you have, you've heard of Corning? I've heard of it, yeah. Okay, yep. wow. That's about yep. it. Yeah, that's, that's about it. it not, yeah. that's, well, I mean, that's that's yeah. that's more than yeah. most people in Alaska, that's for sure. Yeah, that's a small place, right? Town? Very small. Yeah. yeah, pretty small. That's where, like, Corning Glass Corporation, and that's, yeah. like, the only thing keeping this down A lot of alive. factory jobs there yes. in that area. A lot of people don't know that. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a it's a small place. Still love it, but uh, yeah. Anyway, this isn't about me. This is about you. Oh yeah. So Niagara Falls, Niagara yeah. Buffalo. Falls, Buffalo. That's where my family hails from. No but shit. me myself, I've been here Anchorage, Alaska, the majority of my life. Actually, pretty much all my life. I spent some summers back there with my my family, but from here, this, this is where I'm from. I'm Alaskan. This is Alaskan blood in me. Um, family dynamics. So, grew up single family home. Uh, my father, even though he wasn't consistently in my life, when he was there, he was good, but he struggled with the whole drugs, crack cocaine, that whole crime scene, all that stuff. Uh, so even though he was always lived in the same city as me, there'd be times where three weeks, three months, four months, six months, I wouldn't see or hear from him. Oh, wow. Jeez. And then there would be times where, you know, I, I lived with him and he was consistent in my life. And whenever he was there, he was super good dad. It's just, it wasn't, that often, if that makes sense. Yeah. So I honestly don't have many like thoughts or just kind of memories of him being consistently there. Mm-hmm. But when he was there, it was good. But grew up from a single family uh, home. My my mom. I have uh, a brother, a little brother. Um, I have five older sisters. One of them came from my mm-hmm. mom. So my mom had us three, and then my dad had four or five out there rolling around. Um, but yeah, we were a tight unit. Uh, and so you asked when basketball came in. Yeah. Basketball came in super young. I think when I was a kid, some kids would call me soft. And one of the great things that my dad did was like, he he has to go play sports. Mm. Like he has to, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like we got this Ridgeway last name. He has to do something. And so that's kind of where... Uh, the gonna, reason why I jumped into sports. It is a good uh, last name. I was exactly, going to say, right? they, yeah. they called me soft because I was chubby. But uh, <laughs> yeah. like, they were like, that kid's soft. <laughs> yeah. Clearly. Yeah. Yeah. He looks soft. Yeah. Pillsbury. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Some say but, he still does. But yeah. hey, you know what? I, I'm thicker than a Snickers. Go okay. fix yourself. Yeah. No. I'm trying. Hey, yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. fasting right now. Yeah. Intermittent? Uh, Love it. I will. We yeah. have a lot in common. I, like I know. We're going to. Yeah. I, I eventually like, I, will. I'm fasting right now. When I sleep. Intermittent? <laughs> I'll get to it. Not right now, I guess. Simply because we're doing this podcast. And I yeah. Just yeah. Can't I can't eat right now, so yeah. I'm, I'm drinking I'm my as, calories. As soon yeah. as we're done. Yeah. <laughs> and so basketball came in super early then. Super early. Uh, pretty early. And it, it came in to kind of toughen me up a little bit. Mm. Uh, but I gravitated towards it. All my like, you know, like the frustration of what was going on outside of the court, not having a father and all that stuff and just frustration uh, kind of led to some of my success because that's where I was able to kind of be mm. wild, right? throw elbows, be physical type thing. 
Um, and mm. some things clicked for me basketball-wise at the right times. And yeah, I had a really good high school career. Got recruited to play uh, some, you know, big universities. I chose UAA because I just wanted to stay back, help my mom and be there to help my little brother out, just family dynamics. One of the so, biggest universities, some might say. Yeah, one of the biggest. Mm -hmm. That is yeah. correct. <laughs> in, in the biggest state. In, in the, the biggest, biggest state, state sure. that's right. So th there's ways to look at it, yeah. possibly. Yeah. Yep. Well, that's awesome. And so you, you're you saying you grew up uh, a single mother mm -hmm. raising how many kids? So she was raising three. But okay. then my. Well, I, you even know, raising one. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, it's one, just yeah. crazy. Reason raising three full time all, all the time. And then um, some of my siblings would come up and visit for a long period sure. of time uh, and whatnot. And then we adopted one of my sisters. Um, so, yeah. Dang. That, that's yep. wild. I can't even imagine one. Dude, it's no. crazy. You know, I was doing the math, right? <laughs> like the economy, the way it is, it's just, I can't fathom or how you can raise. Yeah. Like, you know, and the economy hasn't changed. It's changed a lot. But sure. back then, $100 can go a long way compared to now. So I like, I look at these single moms now and I'm like, what? How are you doing yeah, this? How do you like, do? Yeah. I always think that too. I'm like, one job, two jobs, three jobs. For real. Like, I met a lady, she had three jobs yep. because just to make ends meet. And I was yeah. just like, yeah. how? Yep. Why? Yep. I'm 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 tired at one day of work. Right. It's like and I it don't was understand. Four hours. <laughs> not <laughs> even <laughs> dude. four hour shift. I don't work four hours <laughs> yeah, a day. I, not kidding straight. Me? A lot Jesus. of it was emails. So, yeah. <laughs> not crazy. Yeah, that's I don't go wild. Yeah. Man. Uh, be, uh, and I mean, this kind of off on the side, but like being like a, a dad yeah. now or, or, or being married, I'm just like, I have zero idea how somebody can do that oh my goodness. because I'm like, mm. I'm tired. And if I'm tired, my wife and I, you know, ha we have a talk, like one of us kind of needs to help out a little bit more. Cause I'm like exhausted or she's exhausted Good for you. You guys actually have that talk. We do all the time. Yeah. I'm just trying to like hide under the bed. Yeah. Like, that, <laughs> so she doesn't come look for me. To Honey, go. I got stomach <laughs> troubles. I'm going to be in the bathroom <laughs> for about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, One more minute. Yeah, I'm almost done. We're out of toilet paper. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but but then I think like erase her and have to be responsible for a Dude. kid 24 hours. How do you want to think yeah. about that? It's crazy. Be because then yeah. you, you can't, being a single parent, it would be really hard to afford daycare or oh, whatever. Man. And so it's like, I can't even, I yeah. feel so blessed and so lucky that like I'm in the situation I am right now. But like whenever I hear somebody who's a single parent, I have a whole new outlook yep. yeah. on it than when I did maybe when I was younger, more immature. I'm like, oh yeah, you're just, uh, and I hear that pretty commonly with kids, you know, like, oh, his parents are divorced or whatever. That's fine. Marriages sometimes don't work out, but I'm like, that's probably pretty tough for yeah, that, right. that parent, whoever's watching you most of the time. And it's yeah. like a whole different outlook on it now. Yeah. And so that brings you to college and you kind of got in, you, you had a pretty good career at UAA in mm -hmm. basketball. And yep. did you, what'd you major in? What did, uh. Major in sociology. You know how I picked that? Least amount of. It, I would be surprised if he actually knew. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I was, was going to be I do know this. I was going to say. Actually no. I don't really know yeah. you, but I do know this. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a common. Yeah. You know. One of my teammates, we, so it was coming time where, you know, you had to, you know, pick what you're majoring in. Right. One of my teammates was like, oh, I'm, I'm majoring in sociology. I was like, hmm. what the heck what is, is that? Yeah. He was like, you know, study society. You go hang out with people, chill with kids and whatnot. You know, <laughs> yeah. go to school, stock. And I was like, sounds good. And I just wrote it down. And, and, just did it. It. and it that's worked out it was. in the long run. But yeah, if, Interesting. I, if I could go back, I would have made some changes. Uh, uh, just, you know, <laughs> well, tell, the, you, tell the people who listening, who 
I mean, I know what sociology is. Yeah. But these course. people might not know. Like, let talk yeah. to them. The, the dummies that listen <laughs> probably don't know. But, yeah. but I clearly I do. I definitely know what sociology is. And you're is. not going to Google whatever I tell yeah. you. You're going to yeah. take my word for it. Uh, study of society. Yeah. Uh, okay. How society functions. All of that. Oh, that's what I got out of it. That's don't a, ask that's me anything a nut beyond that. that. Yeah. For sure. So. And it goes yeah. into some deep stuff that's super interesting. I think that yeah. everybody is interested in in some way, shape, or form, yeah. whether you know it's sociology or not. Yeah. Like, it's just one of those catch-alls. Like, Teaches you how to think. Yeah. Right? Like, see it's something like and you're just thinking it. Like, economics, the, yeah, in a way. Exactly, yeah. There's a huge, it's an umbrella. Yeah. 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 And so, you did that, did your four years, graduated? Graduated. And then, was that when basketball, you're like... I'm a pro or how did... Yeah, so I had some opportunities to play pro except for... So during the time of playing college ball, I got married, had a daughter with my wife. um, And so I'm like, things are like, basketball isn't as fun Mm. or important as it was before. Sure. Right? And then when you're you're married... Yeah, it's different. And you're in that (laughs) environment, it's like not the healthiest thing for anything. Right. Right. Uh, and so it was, it was time for me to kind of move on that. And so, uh, I ended up moving on from basketball and that's when I made the decision, like, oh, I'm, I'm good. Was, was yeah. that hard to, to like be pursuing basketball for so long yeah. and be in it? Like I would imagine, I mean, I've, I've definitely, you know, I was pursued basketball as well. Yeah. hundred <laughs> percent. I did. Yeah. I actually, soccer We've was talked my, my about thing. Yeah. <laughs> I pursued soccer and then it got like, you know, I moved up to Alaska and it got yanked away from me and I was like, ah, this is like what I wanted to go to college Mm -hmm. being a soccer player. But I was actually thinking music and it was like, you know, after 10 years of pursuing music, I was like, yeah, I'm good. Like, and like, it was kind of like a tough part to come to come to realize and be like, who am I without like this pursuit of music? But like, it took some time. So like, was that hard? Like kind of like going from like basketball, 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 basketball to wife. Yeah. Basically my, or and child like focus. Yeah. It was hard. I was still it was it was hard, but I didn't I didn't fall off like that because it was so ingrained in me. My wife be like, "Where are you going?" I was like, "I have to go to the gym. It's five a.m." And she's like, "You don't even Damn. play." Anyway, so I had I was consistently I'd still go to the gym, still do workouts, still run. I was still in really good shape all until you know until I tore my AC. I'm still in really good shape, but it just never I say, it never yeah. it never left. Even after I was done, like right. the the competitive part, like playing in the games, the practice, all that stuff, but that never left. And then also I had jobs that were more team like, and so it made up from like the competitiveness. Sure, um, literally, my, that, exactly. Yeah. So literally, the Friday night mm. I played my last game against Seattle Pacific uh, University down there. That Monday I started working at McLaughlin Youth Center as a counselor, and mm. the way that McLaughlin set up, like it's 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 a lot, it's a team. Right, so big guys, you a lot of ex athletes, um, just some uh, ex NFL players, some people who just you know played hockey, played soccer, all that stuff, and so all those guys are still working in a like company like that, and it still brings like somewhat of the locker room aspect to the job, and so I almost felt like I just it was like a perfect pivot, perfect Mm, transition. That's cool, and so I didn't miss it as much as probably the next guy would have in my situation. Yeah, you didn't go to like a desk job. Yeah, right. At McLaughlin, do they have a soft section for guys that can come in that never made it in sports, like for the security? (laughs) Right? Just curious. Is that a serious question? (laughs) No, No, I just wonder if that's on the application. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Are you tough? Yeah, literally, I've I've hired people. So yeah, you're staring at them like, yeah, I don't care what comes 
out of this guy's mouth, he's getting hired. <laughs> yeah. It's like, we're just writing it down. Yeah. Um, cause, well, because I figure yeah. you, you probably, there. that is a common theme is when you work in these youth centers, you not only have to be willing to work with kids that are up to no good for the most part, but you have to be kind of big enough to handle yourself. You got to take punches. Get, yeah. You're going to get punched. You're going to get hit. I've, I've heard it. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, uh, you know, when you look at youth centers and stuff like that, you're kind of like, eh, those kids are, you know, whatever. But I mean, or, or weak because they're kids. Nope. But at the same time, these kids are they up to that, that, 17 that like, are probably... No, 19. 19? So yeah, this kid's 19 years old. Holy like, hell. You want me to go and where? Damn. Yeah. Like, yeah, so... I had my share, Jeez. my share of hospital visits and yeah. all that stuff. Yeah, and so Damn. you were doing that when you were how old? So, so 20, when I just 23, 23, 23, yeah. And now a quick word from our sponsors. You know what I like to do every summer? Ooh, I know this one. You try to get thin and you try to fit into that Speedo that you had back in high school. Close. Very close, actually. I know. I, know. Uh, I like to get the old vehicle a good detailing since it's usually filthy after the winters here in Alaska. Okay, actually, I, I'm right there with you. That is one of my pet peeves is having a dirty car. Yeah, I've been going over to BMW to get the gold detail. It's only $299 and you get it done by Alaska's number one choice for luxury vehicles. Okay, hold up, though. When did you get a Beamer? Well, that's the thing. Not only do they detail BMW and Mini, but they detail all makes and models. Oh. Yeah, they've won BMW's prestigious Center of Excellence Award six times. Well, that's six more times than I have. What's even more awesome is that I've been in the market for a new car, and I've been talking to Phyllis Halverson over there. Have you? Yeah, she knows her stuff. She's been selling cars at that location for over 30 years. Okay, wow. All right, you had me sold. I'm sold too. For listeners, you can snag the $299 gold detail for $199 just by mentioning the podcast when you make your appointment. Oh, hey, Kyle. What's up? I've been meaning to ask you, what is your first thought in the morning? Uh, why am I here? What's the meaning of life? A lot deeper than I was expecting. It's not my standard thing. My first thought is, where's the coffee? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's my second thought, usually. Yeah, sure. Well, what are you drinking when you get up? Well, I kind of go into the pantry. I do a little blind draw on the crap coffee we have sitting in there. And honestly, it doesn't taste so good. Wait, you're telling me that you don't have Kalati Brothers coffee every morning? Mm, I... Uh, to be honest, I'm not. You know what I mean when I say Kalati Brothers coffee, right? Yeah, I'm familiar. Okay, good. Kalati makes the best coffee in the world, as far as I'm concerned. Their flagship coffee blend, the Red Goat, is my go-to. The second one I go to is the Italian blend. Me and Alicia, we have a cup every morning, either made by a nice French press or a Chemex pour-over. Literally, I cannot go a day without this coffee. Okay, well, where can I get this then? Try it out. Okay, so head over to Kaladi.com and just add a bunch of their blends into the cart, like Red Goat or like the Italian blend. At checkout, make sure to put in the code GOFIXYOURSELF and you'll get a 10% off anything on the site except for the subscription. You know what? I'm absolutely going to go do that right now and start tasting Kaladi each and every morning. Good man. The best part of waking up is Kaladi's in your cup. <laughs> Do like throw some auto tune on that. All right, back to the episode. You got married actually when you were still in college. Yep. What was that like? I could, if you told me I was going to get married in college, we both 
thought I we just would, got married. Yeah. Right. I'm we, 33. Yeah. Yeah. I, I got, got married, married at 30. Yeah. 32. We, yeah. we both, we, we, we talked about this slightly offline, but like grew up in the church. We were 1000% sure we would be married probably by a freshman, sophomore year of college. Oh yeah. 100%. Like, get the Mrs. Degree. Oh yeah. This is the, this is something that I grew up with was if I don't get married by 24, I don't know if I'll ever. It'll yeah, you're a loser. You're yeah. just it's just not for you. I was you. like, I God had, didn't choose you <laughs> yeah. exactly. So 23 hit, and I was still believing that. I was like, damn, it's oh next year. Oh my God, it's next year. Yeah. I better, I better find Your someone. Your standards are just yeah. low. Like, hey, yeah. come here. What's your name? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to get married? No. Okay. Uh, yeah. Next, get out of yeah. here. Yeah. So what yeah. I mean, like <laughs> lower standards. Right. Yeah. Right. Us thinking that because, like, I feel like thirty was a good age for me to get married oh, yeah, because right. I was like, I, I have, have lived some life, and I feel like now I'm ready to settle down to some extent or be able to be comfortably able to s- settle down yeah. in some regards. So, like, walk me through what that was like. You guys date through college or? Yeah, so we're dating in college and she got pregnant, right? So that was my sophomore year. So I actually decided to sit out after my sophomore year. Oh. So that's what helped. Oh, So I played freshman, sophomore My girlfriend with my wife now is at the time, she gets pregnant. So we decide um, I'm going to sit out and I'm going to work. And that's what helped because completely separated from the whole environment of college and the team and all that stuff, right. um, you know, and, you know, we're staying together, we're, we're growing up and I get back and I'm like, I'm already started on this foundation down this road. Right. It's hard to go back over here. Mm. Uh, and so after uh, I came back, never lived like in a dorm again. And yeah. so, uh, and UAA is not really like a college campus. Right. right. And so, yeah. you know, um, it was easy to kind of separate myself from that. And so it, I'm, I'm sure it made it easier being at UAA than it would at any of these other schools yeah. that had big campuses. But yeah. Yeah. That, Cause that is, like you're saying, I, I I would think that'd be hard being like on a basketball team. You know, like you guys want to go party, mm-hmm. hang out with all these groups and stuff, and then all of a sudden, you know, Mister Stud has a girlfriend that's pregnant now, and so you kind of have to like kind of pick like, do I want to be with the boys, yeah, or do I want to build this relationship with this gr- my girlfriend, yeah, and eventually the mother of my child, right? And so like you're, I could totally see that with UAA campus because if, for people that don't know UAA, I mean it's basically. In the town, we do have dorms and stuff, but a lot of people live off campus and live at home Mm -hmm. or live in different places. So it's not quite that college setting where you're out in the middle of, you know, somewhere that's just a college, just college people around. And so I I could see like that's where the line in the road is for athletics is do I want to be a good husband, dad, or do I want to continue to chase sports? Yeah. And the beauty of that, I think, is that most people come into is you can use that same drive that you're using towards basketball towards something else. Yep. And like, that's kind of what I've took me forever to realize that like, oh, I wasn't going to be good at this, but I can kind of use that same energy yeah, and the, same, yeah, on yeah. something else. Yep. And I think that's why entrepreneurship is so attractive yeah. to so many people exactly. mm. because it, you use a lot of the same foundations as sports and and various other things that you can use towards that. Mm-hmm. And so you guys are after college, you have a child now mm-hmm. and you're working at McLaughlin. Yep. When did the entrepreneur stuff kind of come into play? Yeah. So I'm working at McLaughlin. Uh, I came after probably about six, seven years after McLaughlin. So I'm working at McLaughlin and this whole time I've always been an entrepreneur, like whether it's, you know, mowing lawns growing up sure. or, you know, working kids out for extra money on the side. Like right. I've always tried to figure out ways to, you know, make money on the side and kind of do my own thing. 
Um, working at McLaughlin, the administration and things are crazy, right? Mm. Uh, I went to the hospital, I think, four times in a span of a couple of weeks. Like, it was crazy. It was the, u- the, the tone that I was, the unit I was working on, it was high tone, which means like, it, it could just, you're just sitting around in a, in a situation and circumstances where things could just pop off at any minute. And it's a bunch of gang kids who hate each other. Mm. Uh, and so it's just middle of fights and riots and stuff like that. Uh, I have no issues with any of the kids. Matter of fact, you know, they'll, they'll find me on Facebook afterwards. And even if they did hit me or something like that, after I get back, they're like, yo, Mr. Ridgeway, my bad. And I was like, yo, it's, it's good. We just talk it out. But uh, I got back from the hospital one time, went back to the unit. And the kids that I had, you know, pretty much hit me and put me in the hospital, the reason I was there, they were out playing video games and eating candy. There's like no um, accountability for their actions at mm. all whatsoever. Mm. And this is like the weird uh, time where McLaughlin was like trying to figure out how to hold kids accountable without, yeah, you know, yeah, exactly without, do. without trying to cause further trauma and all that, you know, so it was just kind of weird time all around in like the mental yeah. health space. Oh, that's, I would, I would not have even thought about that. Yeah. I would have been like, my anger would have gotten the best of me and, and just been like, oh, been the box. Mr. Ridgeway. Oh <laughs> 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 like, the door down. You took your shirt off? Like, yeah. it's just in the review board. Who's um, the soft guy in the back? <laughs> we're not scared of him. Yeah. We're not scared we're not of him. anywhere. <laughs> yeah. We're coming for you. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Lonnie, you got this one. I got to sit. Dude. I need a breather. Uh, seriously. <laughs> that would be me. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I need a Snickers. <laughs> hey, you're not you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go fix yourself. Yeah, right? I'm going to change in a second. <laughs> uh, but, it, but during this time, too, also, uh, this population, I love working with criminal kids, right? Okay. But this is a time where, like, the mental health and, you know, the kids who uh, are— have like you know the the issues when their parents are using drugs while they were in the womb so those issues start coming gotcha. up and so those are not necessarily criminal kids those are more like mental health kids things you know yeah, it's just holes right. and they brains have that have nothing to do you. Right. with you know the way that they chose um so anyways the first job that i saw that i was um uh qualified for was licensing mm. right for the state of alaska sure so i go into assisted living homes and I do inspections, investigations, and all that stuff. Uh, so I applied for it, got it, spent a couple years there, and I was like, huh, the providers are making a lot of money, and they are providing poor care. If I can figure this business thing out in this industry, I think I can do really well. And so after that, I just started to kind of look at my direction going that way and my, all my entrepreneur efforts. Um, and just kind of putting the pieces together. And so I left that job and opened up my first assisted living home. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's been going well. And then I opened up a second one. And so now I have two licensed assisted living home group homes. Hold Jeez. up. <laughs> How do you, that's where we're going to live. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I got I you. So. I got a spot. Yeah. It, it is I didn't know this until like a few years ago. We like shot a, a TV show in one of the assisted living houses. Yeah. And it was like, not great. No. Oh, oh my goodness. Not great. Yeah. And like, you know, the, 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 the caretaker, he couldn't, he could barely speak English mm-hmm. and it was all English speaking mm-hmm. people that I saw that were in the home. And so it was just like, mm, this, this feels weird. So you, you saw this problem yeah. and that's what a good entrepreneur does. Right. It's like, I see a problem. I can solve it. Yeah. So you did this, but like, I, I, I could be like, that's a problem, but like, I don't want to fix that. Yeah. I, I, I'm not like whatever, like this needs to happen. Someone else will do it. Yeah. Why you? Why? And then how did you even go about 
doing a first a, a, your first assisted living home. So it's crazy. So while working at licensing, the whole time, like everywhere, you're an entrepreneur, you're an entrepreneur. You just figured it out, right? So yeah. the whole time I'm working there, I'm like, what can I learn so I can do my own practice one day? Consulting, oh, all yeah. that stuff. So I'm looking at the statutes, regulations, learning how to read them, learning how to write them, policies, procedures, learning how to walk through people through applications. And so after I decided that I am going to stop with licensing, I decided, you know what, I'm going to open up, I'm going to open up a consulting practice. Uh, and so I did that for two years oh. to save up the money. And then after the two years, after doing consulting and actually working at a different job full time, then I opened up my assisted living. So throughout that whole entire time, you know, everybody's going to work and they're just like trying to figure out how to make it through the day. I'm literally like, oh man, I am about to wreck it in this industry. I'm learning every single day, learning oh, like wow. how to talk to the the people, learning who to talk to, learning where they're coming from, where they get the employees from, where they're learning to get the staff from, all the clients, all that stuff. So you're finding all this stuff about, one of the things that I'm curious, I mean, about entrepreneurship too, is like a lot of people have to have like the passion that drives them. Yeah. What drove you about this Dude, specific I, 100%, thing? Dude, 100%, this sounds cheesy. I actually love people, right? Yeah. And so every single, and that's the re reason what kept me at McLaughlin so long is because I love the kids there and I'm seeing how they're getting, you know, mistreated and all this mm. going through the court system and all that stuff. Working at licensing, like I'm seeing uh, sometimes some of the same kids that were at McLaughlin go through the system and now they're, you know, getting services, but they're just getting mistreated. Like, you know, the staff aren't treating them well. They're not getting fed like they should be. And like, it's just, it's just ugly. And so I was like, I got, I have a heart for people, right? So whatever <laughs> I'm doing, whether it's coaching, all that, I just look to how I can serve the people that. there. Where do you think that comes from? Like your, your love for people? I think it's my mom mm. growing up. Yeah. Moms do that. Yeah. Moms do was, that. Yeah. Yeah. And they, just like she instilled love like for people onto you. Yeah. You know, yeah. Showed a lot of always, grace and always help. mercy. And, you know, we weren't the brokest at all. Right. But we still, it's not necessarily like we struggled mm -hmm. and we did struggle at some points, but my mom was always sharing food, always just helping the next person out. I remember people that were homeless, like staying in our house like living there for a little bit. And oh, wow. uh, our, our home was an open door. You know, she had friends come over. Um, we had, you know, people staying with us. My sister, who's my sister, it started where she needed a place to stay. And it just turned into her becoming like my sister. I don't even mention that she's not my blood. She's my sister. Oh, uh, right. And so like just having that, just always serving people, always figuring out oh, this person needs to be loved. How can we do it? Uh, I think that's always stayed with me. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, like, a lot of people always think of, like, mothers being the nurturer, the lover. Like, did your... Is that did she white have to be, moms or black moms? I don't... Well, I was going to say, <laughs> where, like, did, she had to wear both hats, oh, too, yeah. because, yeah. I mean, obviously, like, that's the other part about being a single parent that's yep. so hard is because, like, you know, if one parent's kind of being the meanie, you can run to the other one yep. and be, oh, they're being... You know, and so when you got to wear both hats, I feel like that's tough. What was that like with a mom that was probably loving, but also probably very strict or the disciplinarian? I can honestly say this. So I, so when my dad went to jail, mm -hmm. you've gone my whole high school career, pretty much he's in jail, right? Okay. I remember having this thought, like, I want to make it so easy on my mom. So she's not going to ever mm. have to tell me to do anything. That's And like, that's I, I, could, I could probably, wow. I could probably count on, and this is, and I was actually talking to kids about this earlier today. And it was like, I remember when I had this thought, it wasn't anything that like, I, it wasn't like I was like mature like this growing up. I just remember thinking like, I didn't want to put any more burden on her. Right. So I didn't. So I can remember probably less than a handful of times, literally on one hand, that I came home late after curfew. I never snuck out. 
I was all, I was like the the perfect kid for her. Really? Like she never man. had to worry about me whatsoever. Hot damn. Um, I never once thought yeah. about that for my mom. I never well, once was like, I got to be nice to her. We never well, thought. See, our, Rick. Yeah. And what, what <laughs> Carol, you Carol. Carol. Yeah. Rick, Carol. <laughs> this is oh, what you see, raised. They, <laughs> this they is know, what you know. <laughs> they know I was a little shit. Yeah. Well, oh, my God. Well, I, mean, I was just awful. Hearing you say that is like weird to me because I feel like kids naturally. Mm-hmm want to push boundaries yeah. constantly. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I, I I think that like my stepson's 13 and I'm always thinking like, what if he thought like that? Yeah. Like, what if he thought like, let me make my parents' life as easy as possible. But I couldn't fathom him thinking that thought. Because right. so you were in high school when you kind of had this yeah, like epiphany. 14 years wow. old. My dad had just got Damn. arrested. His his name picture was just on the news, five o'clock news, Christmas morning. And I remember thinking like, I literally thought that thought. And I also thought like, I have my little brother, my little nieces and nephews and my little cousins. Uh, I want to be a, like a, a good male role model. Yeah, so I started sure. making like these adjustments oh of like goal setting, all that stuff. And like, I and this is the thing. So people ask me like, how in the world were you thinking like that at 14, 15 years old? And this is where yeah. like the faith thing comes in for me. Sure. Just because like I... I, I didn't program my mind to think like that. It just happened. And I just started thinking like that. Like there's nothing that I did myself to go and start thinking that direction. I just started thinking that direction. Hmm. Um, I just started making those adjustments in my life and my mind. Yeah. So, well, I mean, you, you, I would imagine you, you saw a lot of things growing up that you were just like, I don't want this to happen to me. And mm-hmm. I don't want this to happen to the people around me because I'm always with sociology. You're kind of looking at people and like how that affects different things. And psychology comes into that too, because I'm always looking at people, what they do right. Yep. And I want to do that more. And mm-hmm. I look at people, what they do wrong. Yeah. And I'm like, does, should I do that or should I? And hopefully it's not do that, but <laughs> like, should I, or well, you, you know, never know, yeah. you know, sometimes thinking outside the box is, looked at as weird or wrong and that's exactly what you should do so i mean kudos to you for thinking even that because i don't even know if that crosses my mind now like i look at my parents and i apologize to them constantly for how i was as a child Mm because i'm always like now i know what you guys were (laughs) doing another foot yeah (laughs) yeah and i'm just like i am so sorry that i wasn't thoughtful or grateful for everything you guys did and and so it's like i've i almost have this this negative feeling that I'm like, I need to make up for how I was as a kid, even though I wasn't even what you would consider bad. I should say this. I'm sure there's different times where I was like ungrateful. Well, for sure. Just a pain. Yeah. But even now we're still like that. Yeah. I mean, even you're human, you know, so I get get that. That is, but you weren't perfect the whole time. No, right. I tell my wife that all the time. Like I'm not perfect. Yeah. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. So, what was uh so we got to entrepreneurship yep after yeah, McLaughlin, kinda, your first, first assisted living home your second assisted living home so the first one does so well that you're like all right we gotta do, do it yeah, again so, yeah so you had a am, template am I, so i'm a goal setter so i had it written down on paper what like my business looks like in 10 years i can show you after on my phone what my business looks like in 10 years yes the uh, umbrella all that stuff right have that written down and it's not journaling. goal setting and it's journaling. Forget journaling. We, yeah. we have a podcast that was just the two of us. And I was talking about like how I love journaling and goal setting. Yeah. And so we talk about those two things. Yeah, I take yeah. his journal and I rip it up. right <laughs> <on the podcast. laughs> Start a new one. Yeah. 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 No, I'm Go not, fix yeah. yourself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, but I, I, I knew like, 
when I picked the industry, I was like, okay, I'm going to figure this out and being here long-term. So I kind of put together this plan and what it's going to look like, like 10 years down the line. And so I know I was going to have multiple homes and, um, and kind of a structure under that always have a, what it would look like to own a business and what, you know, employee meetings would look, look like. I always thought about those things, uh, wrote things that were like about that, about running a business, always wrote them down. Uh, and so when I was opening up the first one, it was just like, checking off the box that I already put down. Like right. I already wrote this down. I knew this was going to happen. When I opened the second one, same thing. I knew this was going to happen. Now, in between the time, there was like some frustrations as you figure out in business, like some hurdles, but but yeah. So open up one. I worked there 24-7 for the first couple months, figuring it out, figuring the paperwork out. With the wife. and With the wife, yep. My wife is fully on board. You know, she. Uh, I only had to work pretty much 24-7 and she helped me too uh, for the first three months-ish. Um, and then we, once I saved up some money from the income coming in and I was able to hire some employees and Dang. yeah. Okay. Nice. Wow. Yeah. That's dedication right there. Yeah. Dedication. I have a great wife though. She's an RN. And so like, she's helpful in oh, those areas. Nurse with a purse. Nice. There you go. Man. Nurse with a purse. God, they're good to have. Sugar? I got, I got one of What's those. It? It's not a sugar daddy. What is it? Sugar mama? Sugar mama. Yeah. <laughs> sugar mama. <laughs> nurse with a purse. That's nurse what I was like. I like that yeah. though. That's good. Yeah. 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 Uh, okay. So you, you, you do your first one. I love the visualizing. Cause like, that's something I'm, I'm, you know, I'm like, you're visualizing how the meetings are going to go. Yep. You're writing that down. I think that's like w one thing that we've talked about is like visualizing can be very helpful yeah. and to like, see what you want. And if you can't really struggle, if you struggle to visualize it, you write it down yeah. and you were doing both. And I think that's yep. amazing. Um, and that like, you actually saw it come to fruition. Um, so you, you start your first one, you start your second one and then kind of like, you know, is, are they on autopilot now? Are you able to like take a step back and kind of like enjoy the, you know, the hardship of your labor? I work cause I want to in them. So, um, so I have the two assisted living homes and I have what's called day have. And it's kind of like, I don't know if you guys ever heard that term before, no. hmm. but they have essentially like, I can take them out one-on-one -on -one or in groups and I get to bill for just them specifically for that. Right. Okay. Uh, and so there's just kind of different layers to sure. it. Hmm. Um, and so I choose to do day have. And so some of the uh, clients I really connect with, um, I kind of take them out, go bowling and stuff like that, help them get their bank account set up, uh, go out to eat, take them out to jobs. Um, uh, yeah, just help them figure out life and do their everyday life. They're meeting their goals. That's on, that's what's required. But in between there, we're allowed to have a lot of fun and just kind of, kind of live. For sure. So that's what you're kind of doing on a day-to-day -day basis nowadays. Yeah. So yeah, uh, that, and then I'm also building my consulting business a little bit more doing videos and, and that and whatnot. So is that coming with the, the speaking gigs too or is that a no, so different that's separate gee okay it's different yeah how many Slow hours down, Lonnie? <laughs> yeah. Lonnie, how you're many hours all, in a day do you have yeah it's like you're right. making us all look bad yeah. man yeah. no um yeah so the consulting stuff is uh i figured out so when i left licensing before i started the group homes and just living homes um, how to get other people set up starting from ground A. So if you were to come to me saying, I want to start an assisted living home, I can take you from A to Z until you're set up to take in Medicaid and bill Medicaid. Oh, so wow. I can take you through that whole process. And so I just figure out a way to write it down, write it down on paper, um, 
a uh, kind of a, a packet to give people where there's literally like they're just doing signatures and saying, oh yeah, I can do this in my business or I can incorporate this and they can hand it in and it's just kind of a wait time. So I just rinse and repeat that. And that's how I started doing consulting stuff. That's nice. cool. Uh, so I, I'm continually building that part of the business up. And so that's what I'm really putting a lot of my focus. So you have the assisted living mm-hmm. and the day have, yep. and then you have your consulting mm-hmm. uh, and then you have coaching. Yep. Almost. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I coach high so, school. Okay. Sports, yeah. Oh, see, I, I didn't even, I was thinking more like life coaching. No, no, no. So no. You, you coach high school sports and then you have, con, you know, the speaking. Yeah. Which I would say like that's coaching too. Right. In its own way. Man. Yeah. Where, like Kyle's right. Where do you find the time? How many hours in a day? Do you have a time tra- machine? I don't have a time machine. Not yeah. yet. So Not what, yet. what's like working what's, on that though? Yeah. What's your, <laughs> yeah. Next one. <laughs> yeah. But I'm curious with all these things going on. And then you're also saying like you're, you're, taking people to job interviews and all this stuff. Like where, what is your routine look like? Yeah. So usually during the day I work at this, it's living homes doing day have stuff um, anywhere from like 9 AM, 8 AM to about one. Right. So that's what I'm doing. So I'm, I'm you know, okay. for the most part, picking them up, taking them around doing what they need to do in the morning from about, I try to do this. This is not every single day, but from about six until about like eight, usually two hours ish. So between six and nine. So maybe it's six to eight, seven to nine, whatever, uh, I am doing kind of like emails and stuff like that. Right. Gotcha. Um, and then on Mondays and Fridays, it's purely just consulting stuff. So I'm working on my consulting stuff. Okay. Uh, and so I have my weeks spread out like that. So Monday, Fridays, consulting, I might have some meetings here and there. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursdays, the day have is the living stuff. All while every single morning from like 6.30, try to to 8.30, like I said, two hours is emails, contacts, all that stuff. Uh, and so that is, um, until one o'clock Monday through Friday, that's usually what my day is. And then I don't sleep very well. And so I might be up just late at night. I'm unhealthy, right? That's the other thing too. Like I've just, I don't sleep. My yeah. sleeping habits oh, are I super unhealthy. I was like, dude, I'm looking at your yeah. biceps. I was like, you seem yeah. pretty healthy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You yeah. seem pretty healthy. I'll, uh, yeah, I'll, I might stay up and pull a 24 hour all nighter, just knocking out like paperwork, stuff like that. Like I'm just Damn. unhealthy in that regard. Um, it's not consistent. Uh, and I don't, want nobody should be doing that yeah but it's funny like my my head goes like that's passion yeah like if some if like honestly the last time i set up 24 hours like something that oh, i was dude, doing, you don't want to know stuff? what he was doing yeah, like, <laughs> we're talking about before it was drugs yeah, yeah. it was it was <laughs> yeah hookers, hookers and blow yeah. uh no i mean it's just like when i stay up late it's like i'm working on a video or something and then like like it'll be like, oh shit, I've worked like till six AM. But yeah. that hasn't happened in a long time. Yeah. Because I feel like, you know, you gotta have that passion, that drive of some wanting to do something. Uh so that's really crazy that you're like, I'm just gonna stay up all night. Like Yeah. Didn't that doesn't happen all the time, but yeah. like once a week, yeah. It usually ends up happening that way. Once a week? Yeah. It's, that's, that's a lot. That is like all the time. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. So, so how does how does your wife ha- handle and you have one kid? Yeah, just one, one kid. Yeah. Okay. And so like I mean, at some point your wife is probably like I mean, she's probably thankful for all you're doing, but is she like, why, why aren't you sleeping, Lonnie? Yeah. Like, or is stuff like that. And being a nurse, she's probably concerned about that too. So, did you guys have this talk about like, babe, I need to do this do for a not period of tell time? Me what to do? Yeah. <laughs> Don't yeah, ever yeah, yeah. tell me. How to- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, oh. imagine like you guys have you guys have discussions mm-hmm. about like what's worth it in the short period of time yeah. to get things going. Most 
people understand if you're going to start a business or start some sort of venture, it requires a lot of front-loaded mm-hmm. time and effort. Not saying that you'll never have to work again, but a lot of the work needs to be done up front. Like you had to learn a whole industry and yeah. all these things. So you said she's supportive and she she uh, helps you, but is she always on board or is there sometimes where she's like, Lana, you got to slow down? Like, no, no, she's always on board just because, I mean, if I don't, if I'm life insurance, if I, yeah, right. <laughs> if I'm not doing anything, I'm getting crazy. Like, yeah. I just, I, my mind goes, I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit crazy. So I, I've always been busy. Like I've always had multiple uh-huh. stuff. Um, and as busy as my life, like sounds, it doesn't sound busy to me. And then, um, you know, we still do, we have our date nights and, you know, usually about one, two o'clock in the afternoon, I'm wrapping up for myself. It's just living home and consulting stuff. And let's do right. something really pressing. Uh, and then, you know, it's, you know, coaching, hanging out with the family, you know, we're going out to eat a lot. And so we do spend a lot of quality time. I just know like in this next like five years, uh, I can grind out because I just have the energy to be able to do so. And the payoff 10 years from now uh, is going to be way bigger than if I were not mm. to do this stuff. And sure. then I can do way more stuff then. So right now I'm able to just operate sometimes off no sleep. And I, I have a wife who <laughs> like her love language is gifts, not even time oh. spent. So it's like, so that's great. Yeah. Here's a couple. Here you go. Here, oh, go shopping. You. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're good. Yeah. God, um, that just but, bought me two days. Yeah. <laughs> right? See you later. That yeah. I, I yeah. will say that is something uh, for people that are married. If you've never done the five love yep. languages is learn your spouse's love as cheesy as that sounds Dude, coming out of my yeah. mouth. Yeah. It is so important to know like what your your significant other responds to best. Yeah. Mm. Because a lot of people like gifts is not mine. I I sometimes I, I think it's touch or or touch time. Me yeah. <laughs> well, I say a lot of guys are touch, but yeah. but like a lot of people are like, hey, uh, like try to treat it like it's mm-hmm. gifts for me. And I'm like, I don't need anything. Right. If anything, you've just yeah. made my life more more hectic, hectic yeah. because yeah. now I have another thing that I got to get rid of at some point. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but like, it's important. If, so get so that book, thanks. read it with your spouse and, and figure it out because it's super valuable. Like you're saying is like, there's times where I won't say family comes second, but it's their needs sort of come a little less important at certain times during the day. Like if right. you're really grinding something out and so how to make that right is to, to, give them the love language that Mm -hmm. they need. And so it's just kind of weird to hear that because there's been times where my wife's like, oh, and I know hers is pretty much time. Mm -hmm. And so I know sometimes I need to take a break and spend some time with her date nights and stuff like that to kind of almost put a bandaid on the damage I've done with like Mm -hmm. working. (laughs) Just like, (laughs) yeah, it's like, you know, you, you get into these modes. It's a reset. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, there's been times like when we're working on stuff or, or really passionate about projects and it just kind of almost feels like the most important thing going on at that moment. Mm, and yeah. you kind of have to step back and be like, Jesus, I got other people that are, you know, in my life that care about me and want my time too. But right. I'm just so super jacked about this. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, just taking a step back sometimes and realizing there's other people in the picture too. Yeah. So don't let your marriage go to shambles because yep. you're passionate about something. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, that's good. And having, so so like I said, my schedule sounds crazy, but my Saturdays, I don't do anything. Yeah, nice. And so, you know, I go play basketball early in the morning and then it's just whatever my wife wants to do, whether we're cleaning the house, we're hanging out. Like I don't schedule anything on Saturdays. Sweet. Um, and so that's been really consistent. And so, yeah, my, my schedule looks crazy during the week, but I, it just, it's a routine that works for us. Yeah. Yeah. Then what's Sunday? 
Sunday is you. So my wife's a nurse, so she works the three twelves, and so she works Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Uh, so Sunday morning, it's usually me and my daughter's day. So we'll go to church. And that's when we record our podcast. After we get back, kind of nice. hang out, watch the movies, nice. kind of chill out. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. yeah, break into the podcast a little bit. So yeah. where did that all start? Good segue, Kyle. yeah, yeah. That the seamless until you said Perfect. it. You know? Sorry, I just had to point <laughs> yeah. out. Yeah. I wanted everybody to know. Everybody was yeah. along. I was no. like, we do know what we're doing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to a point. So without uh, or as much as or a little, tell us about your daughter and yeah. how you got this going. Um, some people don't want to share a lot of details about their kids on podcast. Completely cool. Yeah. Tell us what you oh, you're good. want. Yeah. Uh, I have a teenage daughter mm-hmm. um, and she is kind of like, she's a lot of my world, right? The reason why uh, I probably didn't make some stupid decisions when I was younger and back in my college days, you know, when you get those text messages or opportunities to go off with the boys or whatever. Mm. Sure. Uh, if it wasn't my wife, it was my daughter. The reason why I did not, you know, go down those routes. Um, and so, I always envisioned what a healthy relationship would look like with a kid, right? So my 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 dad was when he was there, perfect, great, but he just wasn't there that consistent. And so I didn't really have like, so I just knew when I have a kid, however it's going to be, we're going to have the best relationship. I'm going to spend the most time. I'm going to be talking to them and having great conversations uh, because I would run into so many adults or I would talk to so many kids even when I was younger who like they couldn't talk to their parents about anything. Mm-hmm at all mm. like their parents yeah. was here about what was going on in their life and they're doing way this and their parents have no idea what's going on in that section and i, I think to you know every kid there's some extent of that where you you know you try to hide it from your parents but i wanted to have an open book so um from when she was young i'd start talking to her about things anything uh, and so this is how the podcast was brought up i wanted you know, a lot of parents are like, man, you guys have a great relationship. I was like, you know what we do? And they just asked me, so how, what are you doing? And so I thought, I was like, okay, if we can just like record some of the conversations that we have, mm-hmm. one, it would help parents have like a platform to be able to, you know, you don't know how to talk to your kids about like sex and boys and drugs and George Floyd, like all this stuff that's going on in the world. Like how right. in the world do you do that? Have a conversation mm. with the kid. And so we have those conversations, we record them and give parents like content and opportunities and platforms to be able to speak Damn. with their kids. So that's, that's really freaking awesome. Yeah. So we started when, and it goes deeper than that too. So we started when she's in seventh grade, right? Seventh, eighth, ninth. And I'm going to continue to go as long as she wants to. But the deeper part to this is I I can't remember what, like, I'm losing the sound of my dad's voice. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm losing it. Uh, like, if he were, if I were to hear a voice that sounded just like him and he said my name, I'd be able, I'd probably, I'd recognize it. But, like, I'm losing it, like, being able to hear it. Sure. And so nowadays with the podcast and all that stuff, God forbid, if, you know, if I go early, there's 60-something episodes right. of conversations that my daughter has with me. Right? Oh, that's mm-hmm. so nice. And then, so my daughter wasn't old enough to, like, enjoy a conversation with my dad mm. for whatever reason, if something should happen to me, if I have grandkids or whatnot, they can always hear my voice be like, Oh yo, Papa Lonnie was crazy. Like he was wild. So they <laughs> could hear all this stuff. And so like, I'm he trying to sleep Yeah. He was crazy. <laughs> yeah. so, I, so all these different ways I'm trying to take advantage of like oh, putting like myself out there more so for my family too. Yeah. Right. So it's kind of like a, a time machine. Time, time capsule yeah, exactly. that is you'll always have is because, We've talked about that several times because both of us have a fair amount of videos. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, we have a hundred on YouTube. That's on, yeah, YouTube. on YouTube. Yeah. Let's just make sure. 
Well, yeah. Uh, what other videos? Yeah. Only fans. Those, <laughs> just, those videos got flagged <laughs> too. <laughs> soft tubes. <Yeah. laughs> All the tubes. Soft yeah. tubes. <laughs> That's probably God. the worst website uh, I could have said. Uh, but uh, you know, it's like important because. Like that's so hard to pivot into something sentimental. Right I, just, I was just like, but well, you know where my mind would just went. I was like, I wonder if that domain name is available. Soft Carol. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. Rick and Carol. Don't look that see, up. Don't see, look any yeah, website dude, up that we've just save said. search. Better be on. Yeah. <laughs> you but, too. But I mean, in a real, in a real way, there is so much content of us that we've put up that I do feel good that if, if it, like you're saying, if you went early for some reason, your kids, your wife, yeah. your family would have something yeah. to kind of always visually, audibly remember you by, mm-hmm. or be able to pull up if they wanted to re rekindle what it was like to talk to you or hear your voice, yep. and that that's really powerful because um, you know as as family passes away, friends and stuff like that, you always regret not mm. spending more time or get having more conversations with them. And then you don't never want to forget what their face looks like right. and stuff. And all those things, unfortunately, with the human brain seem to fade away over time. Yeah. And so it's always nice to be able to pull that stuff back up and God forbid the internet ever right. vanishes. But I got hard if, drives. Yeah. If that exactly. Happen, that's what I, I do. I, I get everything back in a hard drive yeah. going safety to yeah, so, so what's the- I do keep like voicemail like oh, um, for- from my family. Yeah. Only from like my my friends and family and everything else I delete. But like uh just because of that reason. Right. Because yeah. it's like, you know, what you if. never know. Exactly. What if? Exactly. So remember that, save your voicemails. And it's um, like my kid will be like listen to our podcast and be like, man, my dad was a piece of <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah. He was the worst guy ever. So like with your daughter, what is it? I mean, does she think it's cool? Like, is it cool to talk to your dad on like a podcast? Is she getting some street cred from She's like getting, kids? Yeah. That- so you know, I I'm I I haven't I'm still the cool dad for right like right now to but her I, or to her friends both. Oh, but nice. I invest a lot of time and a lot of money right Check to make sure exactly right. So yeah. we make our house like the revolving door. Her friends are coming over. They'll spend the night. There'll be seven or eight friends in her room staying uh-huh. the night. We'll buy pizza. Like that's I want that right. Mm-hmm. I rather than be, be at your exactly. house kind of idea. I know where they are. I know what they're doing. At least if they're in closed doors. There's only so much mm-hmm. that can be happening. Right. Right. Um. But um. Yeah. And then I go to schools and I speak at schools. So I spoke at her school. Uh, and all the kids like recognize me from it. And like, he gets a little bit of cred from that. They're like, yo, your dad is so cool. Like, and then you got a podcast. You're on a podcast, Brooklyn. You like, yeah, you know, podcast. you just do my podcast. You know yeah. It's not, not that big of a deal. Like, Sundays. Yeah. You guys want to tune in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like and subscribe. Yeah. Yeah. So she gets a little bit of cred for it. She likes it. And so, yeah, I'm hoping that, you know, she continues to have fun with it. But also like, I'm such an entrepreneur. She has no idea. Like she is making a business plan for herself. Like she's learning how to do agendas. She's learning how to run meetings. She's learning how to do the editing, like all that stuff. And so what? in this, she doesn't even understand. She has like skills. And so when, you know, fast forward in the way that, you know, she is in her personality and the way that this world is, she has a resume of 60 different episodes when she was younger that anybody can tap into and be like, oh, she's actually good on camera, on a microphone. She can actually speak well for herself. So you're filming these too? I'm not filming them yet. Yeah. So okay. that's our next step. Um, so it's like, a I'm real looking, pain. Yeah. That's a real pain. We, yep. Well, actually it took us, cause we just started doing it, um, I don't know. 30, I would say like 30, 15 episodes ago. Yeah. Yeah. 20 so episodes ago. And so it took us forever to like figure out like, what's a good, like we were researching. And so finally we were just like, here's to do it. Just Keep do it. it. Just put it up there. Yeah. yeah. So now it's like, kind of like we, it's just another became a habit. Yeah. So we yeah. fixed ourselves. Yeah. There you go. As, as we say. 
And now a word from our sponsors. You know what warms my heart the moment it just touches my lips? Mm, You really want me to say? Only if you were going to say an ice cold beer from our friends at Bleeding Heart Brewery. Not exactly where my mind went, but uh, tell me a little bit more. Okay, you're dirty, but have you ever had their beet IPA? I'm actually allergic to beets, so unless they have a beet off IPA, uh, I haven't had it. So it's one of their flagship beers. Stefan and Zach, they try to experiment with some different beers, and that was like one of their first ones. Beets and IPA, and it is so freaking delicious. Hmm. Well, it sounds like maybe I need to finally make that trek out to Palmer and try them out. Yeah, you should. They have great beer. They have great food. They even have great meat. Mm, Nectar of the gods, huh? Exactly. So go to 562 South Denali Street, right under the water tower in Palmer, Alaska. Or if you don't live in Alaska, just go give them a follow on all socials at Bleeding Heart Brewery. Look, heck, you can even listen to them on previous episodes of this podcast, episodes 93 and 119. Isn't that the guy with the grandpa? Okay, just go to bleedingheartbrewery.com. Steven, did you know that I had the first wedding at Willowa, like, ever? Yeah, dude, I was there. Where? At Willowa. I was standing next to you. I was one of your groomsmen. Mm, so you have been to Willowa? Yeah, I basically live at Willowa every week. So what you're saying is I need to start sending mail to that address? Well, not exactly. I just go to a lot of events there. Oh, well, like, what's going on there? Okay, like, well, Wednesdays I'm there at 7.30 for Beats Beer Bingo. Thursdays I'm there at 7 for Geeks Who Drink. Is that an event named after you? Kinda. If it's nice out during the summer, I'm going up to the roof, then I have a taco. Maybe there's some live music, like on Thursdays, or a DJ. Or if I'm not on the roof, I'm downstairs, and I'm just, like, chilling in the bar having some sliders, man. Man, pickle my pickle. That is a lot of stuff. How do you even know what's going on each and every day for the events? I have an easy answer for that. Just follow them at Willowa Social on all social platforms. Wow. I'm thinking about living at Willowa, too. Of course you are. Welcome home. Now back to the conversation. I think that's super cool to, to first off, the podcast idea is amazing. Because mm-hmm. I think for me, not being a dad, I think that's like a very good resource to have. Like, holy shit, I got to have a, this kind of talk. Or like current events. Mm-hmm. You exactly. Know? Yep. Like I, you mentioned George Floyd. And mm-hmm. like, how do you talk to your son or your yeah. daughter about this? Like, well, why are people looting? Uh, or why are, you know why is this why, happening? Why are people protesting? why do people get killed? Or yeah. like yeah. why why are people shooting other people? Yep. And it's like oh, those are all the topics that are on our our podcast. I love those. that yeah. because those are like the talks that like I feel like not just like dad and 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 kid need to have, but like humanity. Mm-hmm. I think that's like you're opening that up not just to like families but other people as well, and be like oh that's a really interesting way of looking at that or really thinking about that. And I just think that's really cool. Yeah. Idea, yeah, and so absolutely, yeah, of course. So, go. What is it called again? So, for the people, yeah, it's called Dad Stop Podcast. It's on uh, Apple Podcasts, uh, Amazon, Spotify, Google, Spotify. So, really, anything, any, all the podcasts, mainly all the platforms. Okay. Well, how do you handle like a topic? Because I run into this all the time, and my stepson hates it that I always seem to be correct. Because I very rarely talk about things that I don't know the answer to. And so how do you talk to your daughter who's probably asking you questions that you don't know, but at the same time as a parent, you don't want to seem ignorant mm-hmm. or or not knowledgeable on a topic. So when they're like, why did this happen? 
do you are you comfortable saying like I don't know? Yeah, let's Google it. Okay, so you kind of look oh, yeah. at go down it together yeah. because that's always like I have a problem with that. Not with what you're doing, but like the idea of like being caught off. Yeah. I have a problem with you, Vaughn. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Yeah. I, I, I have a problem with yeah. like not knowing yeah. stuff because I always kind of, I think it's maybe some, I don't know, toxic, toxic masculinity yeah, yeah, or yeah. something yep. where I'm just yep. like, when you ask your dad a question, he should know the answer. Mm. And if he doesn't, he's an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> and so I'm always like trying to find the answers to everything before yeah. I like tell him stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, how's that working out for you? I, I'm probably not great at the end of the day because I don't think you want somebody that knows the answer to everything. Sometimes mm -hmm. you need to go kind of down that road together or admit that you're flawed and mm -hmm. you don't know. And it's like, I have such a hard time letting go of that because I'm just like, I want to be the beacon of mm -hmm. information that I can give you all the answers that you'd ever need as, as a child. Mm -hmm. And it's just like accepting that that's not realistic. Because at some point, I'm going to lie to him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, right. Like, yeah, it's like, uh, I mean, you can't, you just can't know everything. There's not enough hours in the day to learn yeah. everything. So that's one thing, like, that's great. And it's a good piece of advice is like, don't be afraid to just say you don't know and maybe go look together. Right. Because that's a great opportunity to learn for both of you. I, ADHD, I, for this whole time, I thought it was attention deficit hearing disorder. Oh. And so I said that to my daughter. Oh, yeah. And she was like, no, it's not. Uh, and, she's teaching uh, you. Yeah, she's teaching you. Yeah. Yeah. Reverse. So we're Googling it, but yeah, I, yeah. You're going to need to go to page two. <laughs> yeah. It's back there on Google. <laughs> I assure you. <laughs> she, yeah. It was on a podcast. She was like, wait, wait, stop. That is not what it means. I was like, hey, 100%, that's what it is. Yeah. Just, like, but, edit that out. Yeah, right? Yeah. But I think that's, I think that's good. Happens. I think kids need to know and, and see uh, that you don't know everything because um, it makes you human. Too, right, and more relatable for that's sure. My yeah, yeah. It's just the the dynamic of how old your son? Thirteen. Okay, and yeah. so it's in that age yeah. where he feels like he knows everything. Oh, yeah. He's testing you too, like, right? That's and that's I what say, I he's also, trying to stump yeah. you. Probably well, that's what yeah. I feel like is because I'm always like, oh, he's trying to trick me. Yeah. Well, guess yeah. what? I'm gonna beat you up. No, I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> go to your room. Yeah, you're grounded. <laughs> you like your Xbox? Yeah. Not anymore. See you later. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, it is it, that feeling of oh, yeah. you know, it's like, well, why don't why don't you know this? And I'm mm -hmm. like, Jesus, kid. I'm like, I'm busy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm gonna look this up. So I mean, that's awesome because I I think everybody wants great relationship with your kids. Yeah. Like, I don't think there's a lot of parents that set out no, to have right. a bad relationship. Yeah. Whether that happens or not is choices you make and kind of over time what happens. But, you know, setting out to have a really solid relationship that's almost the, the second most important relationship mm -hmm. that you have with people is, I think, your wife first and then your kids, hopefully, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's what we all set out for, but it is hard being a parent. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know if you're dealing with that with a teenager because there's a lot of questions that probably are on your mind about mm -hmm. what's going to happen the next high school and college because as a dad of a daughter, your yeah. mind goes a million places mm. with protecting your daughter no right. matter what. Yeah. And so how do you handle that where you're like, you know you have to let this, your sweet little daughter experience the world, but you probably don't want to in some oh, yeah. ways. I do a bad job at that. I yeah. um so I, I think what we both do is we parent by participation and not observation. And if you participate, you're always in the mix. Maybe you're just being stupid, but you're always you're always there. We moved to a certain part of town because we wanted her to go to a high school, right? Mm -hmm. And then I went to that high school and I was like, I'm gonna start coaching girls basketball here. How do I get in? 
And so before my daughter is, she's about to be a high school freshman. Okay. But before I started coaching girls basketball at that high school, because I knew she would be there and be part of the team. Gotcha. And so what I did was I was like, okay, here's where we're going to be. I need to go here before she gets here. And so I'm already naturally here. I have the natural, you know, relationships with, you know, the guys playing basketball, the coaches, the teachers, the principals. I can walk the school halls and everybody knows me. I can get a phone call from a security guard if, you know, she's out of line. Uh, and so that's what's being set up now. I'm really bad at like letting go. For sure. <laughs> that's, a, you know, that's, I'm still like, that's still me being a control freak with that. So when it comes to letting go, I just, man, I just don't know how to do it. Yeah. Like, I don't know mm. how, she, I mean, she's at the movies right now. Right. I freaked, like, I just, I don't know. Everything is going in my head. And I, I think uh, that's everybody, you know, there's like kind of the cliche saying of like, if you love something, let it go. Yeah, and I'm like, no, shut up. Go fix yeah, okay. yeah, like yeah. I just, I, I, <laughs> I hate yeah, hearing yeah. that. That's word. why we named yeah. it the podcast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I get it. You get it. Yeah. And it's just like, uh, you know, especially with it with my daughter. It's like I've or she's three and a half, mm -hmm. so I have a few years. Dude, it goes by quick. I, I agree, but I mean, it's like you try so many things that you're trying. Like just parenting in a nutshell is so hard to manage all these different things like taking care of your health, mm -hmm. taking care of your family, starting businesses, doing a podcast, all these things. And it's like, you know, Hobbies. some of those, yeah, some of yeah. those things are going to kind of crumble and some things are going to succeed and you hope the right ones do. Yeah. And so that, I don't know how you do it, but well, yeah, I, got, I, there's a couple questions that are coming to mind. First off, it's like, you're doing a lot of things. And I feel like sometimes people, when they do a lot of things, like they can let the worst of them, you know, get out as in like, uh, burnt out, burnout, mm -hmm. or, um, you know, you're just like putting too much time over here, or over here. How do you manage all of the stuff that you're doing, mm -hmm. balance it, but also come out the other side with good mental health? Yeah. Like what's, what's your process? I guess your mental health process, no matter what I will get in my 30 minutes of exercise every single day. That helps me release, you know, whatever pressure, tension, stress, all that stuff. Like for me, it just works, whether it's, you know, a home workout, pushups, walking, whatever it is. Uh, and so I, I do that every single day. Um, no morning matter or night. I try to do it in the morning. Yeah. Try to do it in the morning. Right uh, when you wake up. I try to do it when I wake up. Uh, sometimes I'm able to do it. So actually, so with the, the one of the clients I take off for day have, he goes to the gym. I can go to the gym with him. Oh. Uh, and so sometimes Two on those birds, Tuesday, Wednesday, stone. Thursday, right? Getting paid. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so yeah, I try to, I try to do that all the time. Also a couple of times during the year, we take really good vacations where I'm completely off. Like we went to Hawaii um, and I didn't, you know, really check in with work at all. Like they knew how to contact me if it was an emergency, that hard? whatnot. It was hard at first, but I hire really good staff and I pay them well. Nice. Uh, so I can take these and I can have like confidence that everything is going well. Um, and so like taking these vacations uh, before, I haven't been doing this as of late, but uh, years ago, I think about four years ago, we were really good at going to Girdwood um, once a month, going to the hotel there. It just, mm. just relax, just going out to the hotel. It's, it's almost like you're in a different state. A right? weekend? Yeah. yeah, not even a weekend, just a night. Oh, like go out there, go out nice. to eat, go chill out in the pool, just go relax. It go just resets. Now. Yep, exactly. Yeah. And so it's just like, you look forward to it every single month. It's just like, I don't know. For me, it just, it just oh, I worked love that for us. Idea. Yeah, great idea. Um, 
I'm gonna steal that. Yeah, write that down. Let's all go the same yeah. way. Yeah, hey, you're here. Whoa! Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Let's do a podcast. Yeah. Oh, sorry, okay. ladies. Yeah. See ya. <laughs> yeah, you guys have a lady. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but I try to I try to do that, and then um, yeah, like the journaling and just like, I, dude, I talk to myself all the time. Mm. Like I was earlier today, I was talking to myself in my garage. Our you know landscape people for our condo association was out there, and I was like, do they think? I have schizophrenia. Do they think I'm one of the clients? Yeah. Like, you know. Yeah. Uh, but, <laughs> what, but yeah. What, what is it? Just like you talking yourself like through something or is it like just psyching yourself up? Like, you got this. You got yeah. this. You can do this. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm not. I'm, yeah, I should start doing that. Yeah. Like, oh, just doing every masculine, you know, yeah, thing I could do. No. Um, Everybody's like, uh, is he okay? Yeah, right. Yeah. That's I, when the people think that. <laughs> There's Lonnie again. He's yeah, flexing again. over there. Like, what's this? Yeah. I, uh, I talk myself through ideas, like thoughts. Um, I pray out loud. That's just me communicating out loud. Mm. Get everything that I have, like, and just bring it out. Uh, talk myself through, like, the day, what I'm going to be doing. If I'm going to be speaking to anybody, even like this, talk myself through, like, oh, if they ask me this question, how am I going to explain that with these points as clearly as I can? Mm. Like, I'm trying to, like, yeah. think about those things that are coming up in my day. Yeah. Uh, and it for me, it's just, like, as long as I do it at least once, then when the time comes, it's almost like I can, oh yeah, I've already been here before. I can, I can go you've ahead already, and you've you've prepping yourself already. for that. Yeah. Yeah. What's one question that you practice that we haven't answered, asked yet? I think you asked all of them. Oh, we are in uncharted yeah. territory Man, here, you boys. Are, you guys are, you guys are good. Okay. Yeah. Well, I have another one. We were there. Yeah. We were listening. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're, there. we're in your ear. We were listening. Was, am I <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We are journalists. Yeah. Um, I'm curious about the speaking part, like yeah. going to schools and speaking. What got you into wanting to do that? Yeah. And then like, what do you speak about when you're, you're there? And yeah. like, what's, what's your goal there? Yeah. My goal there is to uplift. So there's so many kids who were in positions that I'm was in, whether that's mm -hmm. like, man, you know, I've, I've been connected in somewhat uh, working on the work side with like OCS. And so I just know there's so many crazy stories out there. Uh, and these kids are going through crazy things. And so what I want when I go there and I speak, I want to sell, tell them my story, right? I'm someone who's been like sexually abused and all that stuff growing up. And so when a kid hears that and they see me, this like figure who's big, strong, confident, like he's successful, mm -hmm. all of a sudden they're like, oh, I, my life doesn't have to go this way that I thought it wasn't going to go because it didn't go that way for him. And so I want, you know, try to get them to be able to see that and to give someone to like, oh, okay, hmm. if he can do it, I can do it. And so... I try to go there and I try to have like a topic, whether it's adjustment, goal setting, whatnot, but I share like those intimate parts of my stories in between there. And then I always leave my email. And so kids can respond back to me um, and ask me questions. Oh, I love so, that. Yeah. And so do you actually have a correspondence going with kids and like, yeah. So a lot of the kids actually will reach out to me, uh, like they'll find me on like social media and oh, they'll just okay. like send me, I'm like, Oh, does your parents even know you have a social media? <laughs> Um, but, uh, kids will like, you know, they'll tag me in a question. I'll go in the mall and they'll come up to me and just talk to me. And a lot of the conversations, it's like, they're not asking me anything specific. They just, I just know it's like real recognizes real, right? Yeah. I can look at a kid and have a conversation with them and be like, I was in the same shoes as him. I don't, no one needs to tell me. I just know. And the fact that we're having this conversation, it's doing something in him where he's like, okay, I'm good. I'm going to be good. I'm going to be all right. Mm. Uh, and so little conversations like that when I'm out having, you know, with the kids, I think that's what it is. So they're not asking me anything specific about what I did um, or what happened to me or anything like that. I think they just want to connect with somebody who went through something similar as them and someone who found 
success on the other side of whatever that road is. I love that. Yeah, mm-hmm. man. I think yeah, because that that's something I feel like you know, like always kind of a, escapes entrepreneurs almost yeah. to a point because we get so focused in on like what we're doing, right? And then we forget to you know rely or you know give back. I mm-hmm. guess you could say to what's going to happen. Yeah. Instead of like you know, I think. I was just thinking about this today. I was journaling. Here we go. Yeah. Uh, looking for that. <laughs> you know, you're better good, than good. me. I got <laughs> it. There it is. There it is. There it is. Yeah. There it is. Yeah. That's what yeah. I want to. So I want to. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I was journaling today, and I was just like, you know, I'm I'm so focused on like my business mm-hmm. and like going for my goals and what I want, and then like sometimes like I forget like if you know me and my wife we talk about goals a lot, but then like you know, friends doesn't happen like friend nights Mm -hmm. or going out for beers with a buddy or doing this or doing that. And like, you know, I think you're finding a way of like kind of having a nice balance, but also making sure you give back Mm -hmm. and like giving back to your community, but also, you know, your heart for your humanity also shines through. Yeah, definitely from like, just, I mean, we just met. Yeah. Like right before this podcast. And so like, I can definitely feel that coming from you. Real so, recognizes real. Real recognizes Jeez. real. Right there. I'm, yeah, I wasn't going to say it, but you did. Uh, no, I, th- I think that's super cool. I love that. Um, and so when like um, these kids are like emailing you kind of like, is that like something that kind of keeps going consistently? No. So usually like one and done. Usually what happens is, um, so the school will offer my email to the kids okay, and say, Hey, if you want to say anything, they'll ask him specific questions. If you want to say anything to him, uh, about what he said or anything, go ahead and, and let him know. And so I'll get all these responses. Usually it's just one and done. Um, I'm going through this. Gotcha, I'm going through that. I'm going gotcha. through this. I'm going through that type thing. Uh, and then sometimes, and I'll usually go through the parent, like I'm telling the parent, I'll right. connect with the parent, like, Hey, uh, I'm talking to your kid. This is what I told them. Yeah. And we'll go through that channel. Um, if it's like a kid that really reached out to me, really wants to connect. But yeah. I kind of love that because like as a kid, if I definitely heard someone come to my school, I would be like too shy to talk to them. Right. But if there was an email address or like social media existed at that time, it would have been a little easier to have been like, just send that message or yeah. send that email. So that's really kind of cool that you're you're available at that time. Um, so when it comes to... Doing all of these things, you know, you have your consulting on Mondays and Fridays and Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursdays. You have the, you know, the assisted living, what did you call it? Group homes, yeah. Gr- yeah, group homes. And then, they you have, know, Monday yeah. through, you know, and then you also have family and then you also have coaching and then you also have speaking engagements. What do you do when you relax? Do you relax? I do relax. What, what's your What's your go-to relax thing? Reading. 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 Okay. Novel, novels. Yeah. I, autobiographies. Okay. I like reading. Yeah. Autobiographies. What's um, one that you've read recently that you're like? The Tank Man. This guy named, uh, yeah, what's his first name? Last name is Bowman. He actually uh, is from up here, uh, but his dad um, was this crazy military guy and he just had a, a bad uh, childhood growing up. Um, but there's like a lot of like, just like truths and little one-off things. I think like if he were to whatever, if he were well-known, it'd be like a New York times bestseller mm. type thing. Um, I'm reading another book by Remy Adelecki. He is a, um, a, uh, a guy who went and passed buds a couple of times, uh, seal a training. couple times. Yeah, dude. He, like yeah, David he got Goggins out exactly. Type junior. Thing. Yeah. Right. <laughs> just like, um, got out, do it again. Yep. I guess I liked it. It was so too much easy. Fun. It was I too easy. Guys. Again. That hell yeah. week. Yeah. Yep. It's my favorite. <laughs> yeah. 
but I like I like those I, people who like did extraordinary things. Like I yeah. like hearing and seeing and figuring out what are the consistencies in between them and the next person. Yeah. Um, but I like re- reading those things. Yeah. Do you like uh, reading about people doing really hard things to make you feel like you're not doing enough? No. I like reading people who did really hard things because it helps me. Uh, I can't experience. So, you know, entrepreneurship, speaking, it's all about connecting with people. Right. Mm. I might not have ever been in someone's shoes, but the more you read about people and the more you're able to like see their lives and dig deep into their stories, the more you can connect with someone who might be able to connect with them. Uh, because I like, I might not have been in your shoes, but I've been in this person or I've read this person's book. You guys went through the same thing. And so I feel like I can have a conversation. And so that's how I, it's kind of like reading people. Like it's like, you're gathering these, these, this information Mm -hmm. about somebody. I could see that. I, I mean, I definitely like reading about extraordinary stories because I feel like there's so many things I, I will never experience in my life, but like reading about them is kind of, you know, secondhand where you're like, man, that must have been incredibly hard. And I do try to use it for motivation for myself because I'm like, man, I'm not really doing enough for some reason, like especially like a David Goggins, yeah. you know. I tried running a hundred miles. It didn't <laughs> screw that. It didn't I don't think I'll read I, about it. I, I was gonna <laughs> say yeah, fuck that. <laughs> I don't know if nope. we counted up every mile in my entire life yeah. if I'd reach a hundred yet. But but it's crazy to read and and you realize what that human mind and body's capable right. of. It's yeah, kind of where yeah. I go with it because I'm like I'm feeling tired. I don't want to send this email or do the podcast, whatever. And yeah. it's like, I know it's so minute, but you realize like it should be something you can handle. Oh yeah. With relative ease when yeah. you think about what people can push through. So I'm like, okay, I'm being, I'm being weak right now. Yeah. Do it. So. And, and like the competitor in me and when it comes to like the same competitor in me, that was a basketball, it was an entrepreneurship, all that's everything that I do. And when I'm reading these like books and I'm seeing how other competitors are, I'm learning to like, okay, I just need to compete this way a little bit more. Bill Gates stayed up all night multiple times to get his business off the ground. He did this and now look at him. Okay, I can stay up one night to figure that like that encourages me and kind of motivates me to like do what I have to do. And so, and then the other thing is this, uh, readers for the most part, like leaders have been readers. Right. right. There's, there's a reason why, like all the, the greats, when it comes to you know the people that I look up to and the speaking and stuff like that, they have studied and read about people who are real life before them. It's just consistent. And so I just see what they do and I just kind of copy like this must be this has to be a this routine in my life. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. When did that come about? Were you always a reader or did it happen at some point where it was like a light switch where I was like, this is what I need to be doing to absorb the most information uh, the, the quickest I can. Yeah. Like, when I started doing my own entrepreneur stuff, like the serious stuff, not the mm-hmm. t-shirt business, and mo- but when I was like, had to figure out like, how do I figure out this business? Right. It's in books everywhere. Like right. the blueprint mm-hmm. somewhere out mm-hmm. there, you just got to figure it mm-hmm. out. And then like reading about people who did it uh, helped me. And I was like, oh man, there's just, there's just something in books for me that just I can learn from. But then like that whole process of getting up early in the morning, mm-hmm. being in a quiet corner by yourself, nobody's up. It's just quiet. It just relaxes me. I love that. Yeah. Do you get your daughter to read? Is she daughter, a reader? Oh, I make her read 45 minutes a day. Uh, oh, wow. She has to read before she touches any of her electronics. She has Ooh. to read 45 minutes, um, but she'll fight it. She probably lies like, oh, yeah, I did it. Oh, you, you read? For real? You read the Let's see that outline. Yeah. Exactly, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's one but, thing that, yeah, I mean, because I think about that is I didn't really, 
I read as a kid quite a bit, I think, but I didn't really dig into mm-hmm. reading until like probably my mid twenties. Like mm-hmm. after it, I was no longer forced to. And yeah. then I was like, I need to absorb as much information. So I started reading, but like dealing with a stepson or somebody, I'm always like, you should be reading. You have so much access. I'll buy you whatever books you want. But it feels like this generation is like, you know, they've don't know what books hardly are anymore because yeah. everything's digital. Yep. And so, so okay, boomer. Yeah, I know. I'm freaking old, <laughs> yeah. but you know, it's it's interesting it's true. that yeah. it's like you want them to read because it's not you don't want to torture them. Yeah. You just realize that there's so much answers and information that they could have anytime they wanted that isn't on YouTube. Yeah, but see, I didn't I mean, we we've started businesses and stuff like that, and it's like I've read maybe a little bit, but it wasn't until recently that I started reading every day. Yeah. Because I was like, oh, this is fun. Yeah, right. <laughs> I was always nice. Yeah, yeah. I think I grew up being like, this is boring as hell. Yeah. Like, and but like, it always, you know, I'm a big imagination person now. Like, and so tapping into that, like, like daydreaming and reading a novel or you know whatever, it's like, oh, it's like tapping into your creativity. But then also, oh wow, you're learning this over here, and then oh okay. So it wasn't until like 30 that I was like, w- like making it a consistent thing, like reading every mm-hmm. morning or even in the afternoon. Like I was reading right before this, and then I, I was like, oh this, and then I started journaling. I'm like, Jeez, it always really, it's just one thing after another, yeah, dude. Getting it out of the park. Lonnie gets it. Yeah, I got it. Lonnie gets it. Not not that you uh, mentioned earlier, my mom made me read growing up kind of same way i make my daughter do it like yeah 20 minutes 30 minutes 40 minutes depending on how old you were but yeah yeah so i love that i, I think that the, the the big thing is like i we have the toddler that we read because they're like you need to read to your child from birth until they can start reading mm-hmm. to make that ingrain that habit and so i'm like we read four or five books every night and it's like a lot of times you don't Little books, okay. Gary Vaynerchuk, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Crush yeah. it, yeah. 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 The Outliers by Malcolm Gladwell, Warren Sun Did you get that, son? <laughs> yeah, there's a lot. Do you <laughs> understand <laughs> what I'm telling you? This is solid gold. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm really hoping that sticks. And I do feel like girls and boys are different yeah. when it comes to reading. Like, yeah. I don't think anybody really loves it, but I feel like girls are grow more. I don't know what it oh, is. I mean, Boys seem like they don't care think, about reading. I think that's for a why I started reading more is because like when me and Alicia got together, Alicia was like a reader and like she journals. She's, she's a too. leader. Yeah. And so I was like, <laughs> well, I guess if I don't want to sit here and just do nothing, so I guess I'll read with you. So it definitely learned inspired way, you to do it. Yeah, f- through her. Um so like uh so you read a lot, but anything else that you like yeah, enjoy? Like you got doing? some guilty pleasure shows? Uh, yeah. Guilty. Oh yeah. So Netflix. <laughs> Now you're yeah, speaking what's your, our what's, language. What's your, what's your continue watching look like? Okay, so right now I'm watching House of Cards. Oh. Yeah, I did watch that back in the day. I don't know why I quit. Like, I have a hard time. I think we know why we all quit. You know. I know. <laughs> yeah, but, I know why I quit. Yeah, but it's, yeah exactly. But it's, it's been coming back on. I'm like, you know what? What? I, yeah, whatever. I'm gonna, He's I'm a bad person. Yeah. We'll move on. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm there. Uh, of course, The Office. That's, a, like, oh, that's yeah. just background, background noise. Um, that's that's Kyle. Part of the, that's that's part my of, wife and that's Kyle. Yeah. God. That's it's like that's my jam. They can quote every episode. I know, every, I know everything. And then I'm it's like, just, what episode was that? I've seen it like I've seen like it season every four. season. Four, season episode, yeah. Like seriously, Jeez. where you yeah. been? I've seen like yeah. every season, like you know, every episode Not, like four you times. Seen, but I haven't watched you know. it like these guys have. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's wild. House of Cards, Office, anything Office. Else? I can't think of anything off the top of my head, but I I like all those shows that are just kind of like the House of Cards where politics and all that stuff. I, like, it just fascinates me. I've been me. watching Jack Ryan. Oh, yeah, Prime. dude. I've the been new watching, season yeah. just came out. Dude, dude. And I, 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 I yeah. just started yesterday. And I'm, God, I got to start Guilty pleasure. Now. All four episodes are dude. done already. Hey. I was like, damn. Jack Reacher, have you tried that one? Yeah. Dude, oh, yeah. Dude, I like that one. Just, it, was, it was way more intense than I yeah. thought, too. Like, uh... I know that guy because he was like a funny dude, like in a show a long time ago, and I can't take him seriously. And then all of a sudden, I was like, he's like ripping dudes' heads off or whatever. I was like, oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. All right. Well, now my mind has changed about you, my guy. I yeah. think I have a crush. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's not what I said. <laughs> Soundbite. <laughs> yeah, I was watching it with my wife. I like, covered her eyes. He's ugly. Don't even look <laughs> yeah. at him. He's, Would you say yeah. he's soft? Yeah, he's kind of got yeah, soft he's super feature. similar to me, right? Yeah. Super, similar, super similar. Soft. Kind of yeah. similar builds. Yeah. Weird. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm medium build. Um, <laughs> hey. Yeah. Anyway, uh, well, where can people find you with uh, social media? Um, yeah. Websites. I, yeah. You know, I Google. wish I was on social media more actively, but Lonnie underscore Ridgeway is my Instagram. So a lot of people DM me if they have any questions or want to connect with me. Um, and then, yeah, I am. I am working on actually with my consulting stuff. I don't even have a website yet. Everything's been word of mouth, oh. so which is which is nice. That's nice. Yeah, it is nice. Um, and then uh, yeah, so Lonnie underscore Ridgeway, my Instagram is probably where people are going to find me if they want to get in contact with me. Cool. I'm active on LinkedIn as well. Oh, you're doing the LinkedIn. Do the LinkedIn, man. You know, it's just my you know. business coach says I should do that, you and I'm and I'm like. Mm. It's like another social Why? media, but then it's also, a, then also you just threads, got threads. Threads yeah. came out. I'm like, what's up? This is cool. I love this. And then LinkedIn, I'm like, mm, business. I don't know. There's why not my, enough creatives on there. Maybe that's yeah. what it is. It's it's funny because like he's he hit my you know this is tangent, but he's like, here's my step by step process to make you know so much money in your video business mm-hmm. every month. And it's like basically a lot through LinkedIn. And I'm like, for some reason, I just have this mental block towards like spamming people on LinkedIn. It's like, you know, messages like, hey, you know, Lonnie, I realize you have a business. Well, I have a film business. (laughs) I have a (laughs) camera and I'd like to film you. That's crazy. (laughs) Well, I'd like to make you a video. You know, I just like, there's some reason. Did you say you were interested in insurance? Like, who who told you that? (laughs) I saw a post from 2010 that you you talked about. And it was like, nope, stop. Just end this conversation now. So maybe I'll get on LinkedIn one of these days. You on Threads? I'm not on Threads. Interesting. Do yeah. I need to be? No, I mean it's like. Come on. Do I need to be? Do we just? You know like, my personality. Like we've. Do I think you would do really well? Okay. It would uh, be a good play. I mean, it's Twitter, right? right. It, uh, it's, it's exactly. Twitter it's, too. it's a copy. Okay. Yeah. I mean, Elon Musk is right there. It is. It is a basically. So you a could copy. be on there dropping, you know. Yeah, but uh, I've already. So I mean, like. The one reason I love Twitter and I never like post on Twitter. I was always just a lurker. Right. And it was just the one thing of just like that sharing. That sounds creepy. Yeah. It's but the way it, you it's said it, it is. just a lurker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what I mean. Yeah. Like, Some what? call I'm it just, a creeper. <laughs> I'm the same. I call it a lurker. What are synonyms yeah. are you? Yeah. 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 Uh, I'm the watcher. <laughs> yeah. Observer. I don't know. Uh, I'm the same on Reddit. I just like scrolling. Yeah. And, uh, but Twitter, the, the thing that I would always like, what my algorithm to be would be like, you know, here's the successful tips on how, what I learned yeah, and here's how you can 
uh, you know, add it to your life. Or here's five things I learned by growing my business in 30 days mm. or something like that. And so it's like, that's what I love Twitter for. And then I just don't use it anymore. And then threads came out and it's, I'm starting to see more of that. And I just feel better. Yeah. Twitter just was like, there's a lot a of just ads and stuff right mm-hmm. now. Threads has no ads. There's no like, you know, I'm it's being fresh, force fed news. anything yeah. right now. So it, it does feel good. Yeah. Um, but also that's probably going to change. So I'm oh, enjoying I'm it while that. I got it. Threads. Yeah. I mean, you just hit link your Instagram too. So you don't even have to like sign up. Huh. So it makes it really easy. Yeah. But anyway, well, uh, Lonnie, dude, man, this was a treat. Yeah. yeah. This was amazing. Uh, like I said earlier, like I just, we just met in the yeah. kitchen, you know, like five minutes before we started recording. And like, I didn't know a lot of the stuff about you. I didn't know that you were like an entrepreneur too. That's one thing this guy left out. And so I was like, Oh, ooh, sweet. Ooh, I ooh. love yeah. talking about that shit. Um, so I appreciate you coming on and talking about it and being open yeah. and telling us where you came from and uh, fixing our knowledge. Yeah. You guys aren't gift people. Can you get my bag for a second? Oh, no. yeah. I didn't say he wasn't a gift person, yeah. but you guys are going to accept these gifts. <laughs> oh, God. I'm a physical and, uh, touch. Uh, you yep, that's that one right there. Uh, it, it's, Damn! If yeah. somebody tells me to accept a gift, Here, though, I will do it. The only gift we have is that little <laughs> mini sticker, sticker right for now. you right in front of you. You guys will like these. I'm a big uh, watch person. What? So, what the heck? What the? Yeah. What the heck, dude? Why do we get dude, watches? Because you don't have one on your wrist, and that, that just is goes true. with. Like you'll see it; it just goes with you. Oh my well, god! Thank you. These seem like really nice. They're good watches. Yeah. Holy shit, dude! This yeah. one's a Disney one too. Yeah. Disney? Oh, we might need to. I, he's a big go ahead, Disney go ahead, guy. Go ahead, switch it up. You know, it just hurts my feelings. But whatever. DC. You know what I'm oh. I'm a. I'm a. Uh, you, I love you don't Walt even want to hear his obsession <laughs> with Disney. <laughs> this this yeah, podcast every, can only go what five hours. Oh my hours? gosh! Look at that, everybody. And PJ, well, if you want, thank you. Zoom in yeah. on that. That's so nice, dude. Thank you so yeah, much. Absolutely. I'm a I'm a big watch guy, uh, and so I love. And love. this is awesome because now every guest that comes on is going to be like set the bar. We got to step it <laughs> up. Set the yeah. bar. We got to step <laughs> it up. Did you watch episode yeah. one twenty eight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is this one twenty eight? I think this is actually. I think it's going to be somewhere around there. Yeah. yeah. Wow, dude. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, That's awesome. Yeah. Dude. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we appreciate you and uh, we're rooting for you and um, we'll come stay at your homes when we're old enough. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll take our money. <laughs> just, 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 just. <laughs> you'll be like, we'll a, be there. You'll and, still be healthy running around and we'll be like, you know, like, oh, I shouldn't have drank all those beers when I was right. there. <laughs> What's the pants policy <laughs> there? <laughs> uh, Whatever you want. There's a no pants room. I'm a bedroom. I'm a robe guy. Yeah. I will be. <laughs> oh God! Totally. Oh. Is closed. Yeah. No, well, Kyle, sash it up, dude. <laughs> sash it up. That's the caveat. I sit spread. It's <laughs> not pretty. So. Oh my God! Oh my God! All right, guys. We'll see you next week. Thanks for tuning in. Kyle and Steven will be back with a new episode next week. In the meantime, check out GoFixYourselfPodcast.com. And remember to always go fix yourself.